Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Realities of Real Estate. I'm your host, Reagan. And for this week's episode, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback on the mental health episode that I did a little bit back. So I wanted to do something kind of similar to that today, and I wanted to talk about setting boundaries in your business. So of course, I'll talk about how this relates into my real estate business and everything, but it can hopefully, hopefully you can relate to it in whatever business that you own or are starting, or even if you know you, you don't have a business, but you just feel like you need to set more boundaries in your workplace. Um, hopefully this episode will be helpful for you. So hope you guys enjoy. I've actually been in this industry since I was 15. You do not need to get your license to become an investor. I cringe every time I hear the word estimate. So it's just you don't typically picture a 40 or 50 year old woman listening to like rap music. And I think 99% of realtors are gonna agree with me on that one. Doing stuff outside your comfort zone, sometimes it really pays off. Pays off, pays off. Okay, so as you guys may know, um, realtors pretty much work 24 seven. Um, basically we're kind of on call. <laughs> um, there's not really like shifts or anything like that. It's just when your client says, Hey, can I see this house at three o'clock today? Um, you better be available. Um, if they want to see it tomorrow or Saturday morning at nine or, you know, Sunday evening at seven, you usually have to be available to make it work. Of course, you know, houses can only be shown when the sellers allow it to. So if it doesn't work out for, um, the sellers, then obviously like, you know, we can get around it at that point. But a lot of times, like you do have to be able to, um, be available 24 seven. Um, if you show them that house and then they're like, Hey, yeah, we want to make an offer. You have to get back home or back to a computer and write up those documents right away. Because especially in today's market, there's always multiple offers on every house almost. So you have to be very competitive and you have to get things over quickly because if you don't either a, a lot of times the people will be impatient and be like, okay, well, we'll find someone who will answer their phone or someone that can make time for us or is available for us and we'll go back to them. Or um, if you don't get that offer over quick enough, they've already received five others and yours is too late and you don't get the house. So that can be very intimidating and overwhelming to a lot of agents and just a lot of people in general because I know for most business owners, it's basically like that as well. So that can be overwhelming, that can be very exhausting, that can be tiring and I know a lot of real estate agents, some that are my friends and everything, who've stayed up to like three in the morning doing paperwork, doing a bunch of crazy stuff and are just drained, like never get sleep and are just running, 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 running. So of course, you know, you do have to get to that point to where you're really busy that you can almost not keep up with the business because that means you're doing something right. But when it gets to that point, you always want to hire help or hire out the the things that aren't necessarily specific to you and that can be easily redone by someone else and replicated. Paperwork is a good one, for example. That's why there's assistants and receptionists and stuff like that. And that's what I started out as before I got my license is I did the paperwork and contracts for people um, because I knew how to do it. It's um, cut and dry and pretty clear and simple, but... Um, you do have to learn it, obviously, but, you know, 
if once you learn it, anyone can pretty much do it. Um, same with showings. Um, before I got my license, I showed for a lot of people because basically you open the door and you tell them how the house is and, you know, what, what questions they have. You answer them, you talk about the price and everything else about it and, uh, you go. <laughs> so, um, the agents that were hiring me to do that were so busy with phone calls and putting out fires and messing with their transactions that they didn't have time to spend an hour on a contract or drive an hour and a half there and back somewhere for a showing. Um, so they hired that part out because someone else could easily do it. So that's definitely one thing you can do to make yourself not as overwhelmed. Um, right now, as an individual agent, I have a transaction coordinator and she handles a lot of the paperwork work, a lot of sending it out to the right people, making sure things are on track. I mean, there's the occasional transaction where I still do everything myself just because of that particular situation. But um, that definitely does save me a lot of times because if I'm driving to the next appointment or I'm busy doing something and I can't go home and just make an offer real quick, um, she usually can. She can for me and um, I just send her over the details and she'll do the paperwork so my clients aren't disappointed and waiting around. So you have to be smart with it, obviously, and you can only do that whenever you know for sure that you can afford it. Definitely don't start hiring help if you can't actually afford it and um, hang on to them for a little bit. There's different... Um, payment methods out there, like my transaction coordinator. She charges a flat fee for certain certain items or packages that she does. And then, you know, once the deal closes, she gets a part of that uh, check that you get for that flat fee. So there's also people that, you know, charge by the hour and with gas and everything like that too. So you can find someone that, that, you know, fits your business model and that works well for you, but, um, hiring out help and everything and some tasks that are easily recreated by someone else and redone by someone else is definitely one of the first steps to creating that boundary. So you have some more time to do the things that you actually need. Um, the next thing is obviously answering the phone calls. So anytime, you know, I'm out with friends or out on a date or whatever it is, you know, or just at dinner or eating lunch by myself, you know, just having a, an, an afternoon or something. I feel like I am apologist. I'm like, hey, sorry, I have to be on my phone. Um, there's this contract that I'm trying to negotiate. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I may need to answer this. If someone calls or if they're texting, I need, I need to get with them real quick. Um, because a lot of times it is truly time sensitive and you know the right people will definitely understand that around you. So don't let anyone ever make you feel bad for always being on your phone. However, um, it does help if you kind of set boundaries on when you respond and text back and call back people. So um, some people set it at seven. Some people set it at nine or ten. Um, some people have it even later than that, but then maybe they won't call you before nine in the morning or something. Um, you have to kind of figure out what works best for you and your sleep schedule and your personal life schedule. But definitely setting like, okay past eight o'clock, I'm not on my phone, email or anything anymore. It can wait until tomorrow. Um, and I know that's hard to wrap your head around, especially whenever you have something that is really time consuming or time sensitive, because then you just think, well, if I don't spend another hour on this, then they won't get the offer or whatever. And certain situations where it's just absolutely necessary, um, 
to send something over that's just like super time sensitive. You know, for example, I've had this happen before where we go see a house, my clients want to make an offer, but the listing agent tells me, oh, hey, there's actually five other ones and the seller's making a decision tonight at 830. That's that's yes, that's time sensitive. There's a cutoff. There's a deadline. That's something that can't wait until tomorrow. So you go ahead and do that. But if it's just something where like your clients are just wanting to kind of chit chat or they just call you with a question that could easily be answered tomorrow and isn't super pressing, I promise me it'll make you feel so much better whenever you just set that boundary, turn your phone off or airplane mode or just don't read the message until the next morning whenever you start working. Um, It'll help you feel a lot more sane. Because I've made the mistake where even on um, a birthday that I had, a birthday night, um, I was trying to have fun and get nice food and have nice wine and stuff like that. But um, there was this one client who was just blowing up my phone. And I answered it and you know she just talked for hours about going back and forth on a certain situation because it was a very complicated situation. But... Honestly, I probably could have waited until the next morning and not have spent my entire birthday evening um, just like on call and being super stressed out and anxious about, you know, what is she going to say next? I have to answer her right now. You know, uh, why can't why can't people just give me one night? It makes you it makes you kind of resent your job if you don't set the right boundaries. And I think that's true for any any relationship in general, if it's with a friend, a partner, um, a business partner, life, work in general, like if you don't set boundaries, then you're going to start to harbor resentment towards that thing because you're, it's, you're going to let it like take control and take over your life. And it, um, it, that's not healthy. It's not healthy to have something like that completely, uh, take over your life and be the only thing that decides what you do with your time basically, and can ruin your nights and stuff like that. Um, So from that point on, pretty much, I started responding the next morning and everything, unless it was just a situation that had a deadline that specific night. um, I definitely try to just respond the next day um, if it's past like eight or nine o'clock, because, you know, unless I'm just completely bored and not doing a thing at all, um, it's not, it's, it's really not worth it. It's not worth it. You will start to have doubts and start to harbor hate and resentment and everything. And nobody wants that no matter what job you're in, no matter who you're with or whatever. So that's definitely another thing. And then the next one is letting people take advantage of you. So this one's hard. Um, it's really hard, especially when you're in a sales uh, job because customers always right. You do have to be on call and honestly, you're selling to them. They don't need you, right? So there's, in my case, there's, you know, 4,000 other realtors in Tulsa. <laughs> um, you know, there's 10 other car salesmen in the same lot. There's, you know, five other bookstores that they could buy that book from, you know, like, so what, so what is it that's so special about you that they should buy or use you? Right. Um, so you definitely have to build that relationship and you do kind of have to go the extra mile in the beginning, really throughout the whole transaction. That's what I do, but you definitely want to make a good impression in the beginning. And so maybe you spend, um, a little extra time, or maybe you do answer their phone calls late at night or something like that. But 
if you set that expectation up front, that's what they're going to expect the entire time. So you can still be extremely helpful, extremely professional, and still be useful to them and still set boundaries. Um, if someone is blowing up your phone every night at 11, it's okay to not respond to it and just respond to the next morning. Cause I promise you can't, you're not going to be able to see that house that night. You know, you're not going to be able to sell that item that night. Are you? So you might as well just wait until the morning to when you can actually do something with it. You don't want people to just use you because of their gain or if they're being inappropriate or anything like that. And I know women business owners, even men too. I mean, it goes always. Um, but especially female business owners, um, a lot of times, you know, guys will come in and they'll just start messing around with you just to be inappropriate and kind of like use and waste your time. And I've had that happen several times to me. If you go back and listen to some other episodes, you'll kind of hear a few examples and stories of that. Um, we're pretty much, they just, they're just kind of dragging you, leading you on, dragging you along, just kind of pretending like they're actually interested when they're not. And then they start doing things, um, after hours or even during your showing or session or meeting or anything that just shows you, okay, yeah, this is, this is kind of not what we're here for. Um, you definitely need to put an end to that right away. I promise, um, literally nine times out of 10, that person was never serious about buying in the first place. And honestly, they're, they're probably just, I mean, you, you could look at it as, okay, well, if I don't pursue this, then I'll lose that potential paycheck. Cause that's what I used to think. And that's what I used to do. I used to literally go after anything and everything. Um, no matter how crazy the client sounded, no matter how, you know, weird the house was, I was like, no, I'm going to go after everything and anything because I'm hungry and I want it, which is a great mentality to have. But then you also, you don't want to be so desperate that you just allow yourself to get run over either. So, um, I promise you're not going to be losing any money because those type of people weren't ever serious in the first place. And that's, that's just how, you know, um, that's how, and you have to have just like peace and rest with that, especially if you're a high achiever or very goal oriented and number oriented like me, um, losing that commission or that sale or that client or whatever can kind of feel, crappy and it makes you feel bad about yourself or it makes you just like, oh, why can't I get, you know, just a good normal client every once in a while. But you don't want to waste any more time and energy on them than necessary. Honestly, if at all, you, you really don't want to be spending any of your thoughts thinking about that person, woman or male that is a just complete manipulator and just wants to take advantage of your time because then if you if you keep doing that then they're winning right like they're still taking advantage of your time even if you're not talking to them if you're just overly consumed with oh wow what could I have done better like what did I do wrong or just like why is this person not buying from me it's because that they were never serious in the first place so if you ever get that, that gut feeling or you just feel like someone is really crossing the line, then you can either tell that to them or you can just take it for what it is and be like, you know what, this is not the business or clientele that I want to attract. So, you know, 
hopefully maybe one day it'll lead to something but if not I'm just going to release it and release them and let it go and I'm going to focus on the people who are actually serious and if you don't have a lot of people who are actually serious that's when you think of new and creative ways to start getting new people that are serious and even though it sucks whenever you kind of have those inauthentic and manipulative people who come along and just kind of want to use you it definitely it makes you think and look at the situation and there's always like a lesson that can be learned there's always uh, okay well I didn't realize it at the time but this statement that he said was an actual red flag so even though it might have not worked out for that person you'll just know for next time um, okay, this person kind of said something similar. I'm getting a weird vibe from him. Okay, I think that's a red flag. I just probably shouldn't pursue this anymore. I shouldn't. And um, then you don't waste as much time or energy. So you just have to look at it like a learning experience for sure. So, you know, setting setting a time limit, um, making sure people aren't taking advantage of you. And um, also just taking time for yourself as well. Um, even though you do, you know, you have to work... 24-7 and kind of be on call as a business owner and entrepreneur, um, you have to schedule in those those times for your self-care and reflection and meditation and everything and just doing stuff that you love um, and also pushing yourself just to be, just to take care of yourself, just to be healthy. And that's physically and mentally as well, whether that's going to the gym a few days a week, whether that's going to a, a therapist once a week or once a month, or whether that's just eating a healthier diet instead of fast food stuff on the go every time, because, you know, you're probably always busy out doing something. So it's just easier to get something fast and quick. It's definitely a lot better whenever you make your mental and physical health a priority. And then once you start doing that, you'll just attract better people. You'll attract the people who are hard workers and are serious like you. So um, those are a few tips that I have to kind of like help you set boundaries in your business. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you guys liked it, please rate and review and subscribe to my podcast. And I will be back next week with a new episode. Thanks. Thanks.